I'm JD the Media Jack, and welcome to another edition of the Flipside Podcast, episode 455. Now, you're going to hear a dual episode, as it were. I joined forces with a good friend of mine who's starting his own podcast called Lost Signals. His name is Daryl. He is an incredibly, incredibly talented, funny, entertaining young man from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He's also a phenomenal musician. So stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to hear from a different musician. It's Zeke Sky, a musician out of Philadelphia who is getting a great number of responses as well as traction online. And the pandemic has not only not stopped him or slowed him down, but in fact inspired him to write more. This is Zeke Sky on the flip side. How did you get started in the industry of being a musician and an artist? So it was a a multi-layered process, I would say. I taught for some time when I was younger, you know, just played guitar and I played in smaller bands, but didn't really, wasn't really involved with the composition of music when I was younger, uh, except for my own music. So I I played in in other people's bands and then I started getting a little bit better and I was able to play in more serious like cover bands and tribute bands doing other people's music. And eventually I got to a point where I was able to earn some money in music and insulate myself a little bit. Uh, which is when I started taking my own music more seriously. But I would say I've done a combination of teaching and playing other people's music and composing. When did you actually pick up a guitar? Like, is this a childhood dream? Did you start when you were just a little tyke? So when I was, I think I got my first guitar when I was 11 or so. And I loved playing guitar and I played guitar for years when I was a kid. But I, when I was around 17 or 18, or maybe even a little younger than that, I was focusing on other things. I was focusing on athletics and chasing girls, you know, whatever, you know, a kid that age does. And then somewhere where, when I, around where I got to college and kind of decided, you know, what it really was that I wanted to do with my life, uh, guitar kind of fell into place a little bit more. What did you take in college? So I studied philosophy in college, actually. I studied music kind of like intermittently, but I I have a degree in philosophy. Seeing some of your music videos and uh, listening to your songs, like there's, it's not what I would define as fluff. Like there's a lot of thought and there's even some lore in the songs that you perform. Is, Is that how your philosophy interests tie into your music? Well, I was always interested in history as well. I definitely found philosophical concepts through that. But a lot of what I write is kind of inspired by the aesthetics of experience. And there, there are times where I'm specifically writing about historical incidents. There's one song called Battle of the Eclipse, for example, where it's actually about a historical occurrence that I found really, really interesting. It's this battle that happened thousands of years ago. And the ancient writer Herodotus basically says that a... Uh, the sun was blotted out in the middle of the battle, and it stopped this battle. And, of course, uh, modern astronomers have no problem dialing the clock back, and they can actually prove that this eclipse happened on that exact day. And that entire song was just kind of playing with the notion of um, the dichotomy between our violent urges and our civilized, more peaceful urges and what brings it about. That would be kind of freaky. I mean, you're in the middle of a battle. Just just thinking back on that, you're in the middle of a battle, and all of a sudden the sun just goes whoop and disappears. I mean, gra- oh, gradually, yeah. but, I mean, you got your hands full. 
Well, yeah, and it, it's going to happen quickly. And just imagine, it, so we, we know, and you know, sort of why that happens, but it, the people 2,000 years ago, this is a symbol of something like, we better stop this. <laughs> yeah. you know? We have like pissed off some goats. gods. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the sacrificial goats have uh, failed us. <laughs> so you started, you picked up a guitar when you were 11 years old. Uh, you, you practiced to the point where you became an actual instructor uh, and started to actually make some income through that. You went to college, you have a philosophy major. What was it like when you were leading up to the release of the album in 2017, the Zeke Sky Band album, Animals of God and War? So Animals of God and War was a self-produced, we, we produced the album just basically um, in the space of about a year. And the band at the time was playing live, but we weren't really completely doing my songs yet. Mm. Um, it, it was tough. It was, it was, it's very hard to find people for a band. That would be one thing. And you go through personnel changes. We did get some like good early breaks. We were able to, the first real show we did was opening for King's X, which was a great show. Mm. Um, but things were, things were generally pretty slow in the beginning. It's hard to develop a following on the internet without a lot of content. So when we did those first two or three music videos, that was kind of, you know, we were really starting from zero. Mm. No one in the band had any sort of a public music presence, really. Um, I had put out, like, some small guitar videos and guitar instructional stuff, mm. but I didn't have a devoted audience to my own music yet. Mm. Now, what has it been like uh, since? Now, the, the one music video you sent me, you're standing basically in a riverbed and you got a sword by your side. Yeah, that's uh, Light the Sky. Right, okay. Um, so that is an incredible showcase uh, of a lot of your talents, your skills as well. Dude, you are ripped. I mean, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> um, that, that is a great showcase of your talents and your skills because you go through different techniques as well as like it, it is very much uh, a showcase of how you can just make a guitar pretty much bend to your will. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the point of that song was the, the, the production really, really made that song polished and pristine. Mm. It started out as a, just a thrash guitar type riff. And what eventually ended up happening with it, I wrote this song in the beginning of COVID, actually. Oh. So this all came together in like the space of a couple of days where I was just in my room playing and practicing guitar. And one of the things I did is I just made sure that it was sort of different than things that I'd done in the past, but I made sure that all the guitar riffs got written exactly alongside the lyrics instead of writing all the guitar riffs and then coming back and writing the lyrics. And it turned out that there was a synergy between writing the two that turned out to be very beneficial. Mm. Was this like, did the pandemic, did COVID-19 actually like kind of force the situation of you to sit down, be at home, quarantine, and then get into the creative mindset? Or was this just kind of almost a coincidence of the timing? Well, so I'd been, I'd been working on a new record. I'm always writing music, and I'd been working on a new record. And it seemed like this song sort of stuck out as either being aesthetically different than other material on the record or as just kind of being able to stand alone. And 
there was definitely some inspiration that came from COVID. When I was doing this, it was when the political speech was at its most divisive. I mean, if you go back in your brain to this, in America, there were all kinds of riots going on. Yeah. COVID was spreading. The maliciousness was at this, this feverish peak. Mm. And what I noticed was, there was part of it that was playing into it, but w- what I was really, what I was really trying to tap into, the song is really about the decadence of civilization and how um, innocent people in civilization pay for the sins of the most um, perhaps corrupt and gluttonous among us. And I felt like that was coming to a T, but that's a concept I've been playing with for a long time. Mm. Has the pandemic, and since we're talking about it, and it's kind of rooted in here, uh, has the pandemic uh, affected you negatively, positively? I mean, I I know a lot of people out there have just been uh, just like flabbergasted by everything that's been happening and the adjustments that we've been doing and whatnot. How has it affected you? So it's affected me in that we haven't played a show in a year Mm. and – it's affected me in that it's certainly caused, I've, I've definitely felt the same, I want to say, isolation from, you know, people that other others have. But I can't say that I, I've gotten it as bad as some other people have. Um, I definitely think that it, it drew some really positive things out of me. I had, that seems like a strange thing to say. But the isolation and the being alone and the thinking about the future, you know, one of the things that occurred to me in the beginning of it is that nothing brings clarity to the past like an obscured future. Nothing really gives you kind of insight into the past like a threatened future. And uh, that was just, that was actually very powerful for me. That's, you just blew my mind there. (laughs) (laughs) I never considered it like that, but you're absolutely right because if if there's so much unclarity uh, looking forward, what else do we have to do but that we have to pull from our experiences in the past and and reminisce and remember and try to grasp onto happier times or even just times in general that aren't of the present? Yeah, and another way of thinking about that is that we take things for granted when we're allowed to go outside and do whatever we want. You know, going to a concert or going out to a bar or doing something social with friends, that's just, you know, your weekend plan, you know, two years ago or a year and a half ago or even a year ago. Yeah. And now that sort of thing is just this, you know, you have this aching, a lot of us have this aching desire to just get back to that. And we don't even know how good we had it. Yeah. Actually, just a quick story on that. My my girlfriend uh, was complaining about, you know, like not being able to go out to uh, a coffee shop or even a club, go dancing or even a concert and whatnot. And we we just p- kind of just looked at each other and like realized, you know, we weren't exactly social people to begin with. But now that the choice has been taken away from us, we were dying to go outside. So on to happier thoughts and happier notes, uh, you are currently working on something right now. It says here uh, in the statement you gave me that you're hoping to have something to release to the public in March. What can we look forward to from you? We can look forward to the fact that I am very content to wander around and break rules. I 
have been composing music that's been very just a, a lot of a lot of different influences and a lot of different instrumentation. There's more piano on this new record. Mm. There's more. Um, I would say it's more dynamic. It's better produced. But I think the coolest part about it is it. I've gotten closer and closer to making something musically that is more of a reflection of who I am just because I've been able to, you know, narrow down producers. My producer, Kevin Antriopian, he is the guitarist for the Dillinger Escape Plan. I don't know if you know the Dillinger Escape Plan, but they're an amazing band and he has done, he did Light the Sky and it was the first time I felt like I had really created something that reflected my instincts and my ambitions. Mm -hmm. And I would say we're in the process of, you know, doing a, a really solid release of a bunch of songs that are really bad. Um, and beyond that, um, you know, I do think that it's possible that shows will be happening again this summer. It really depends on a lot of factors, but I think we're looking at a United States tour and hopefully a European tour in 2021. Mm. Uh, on that, what are like what are your touring and performance goals for the future? Let's let's just say, let's just say that uh, the vaccine is hit. Uh, we we now have herd immunity uh, across North America and pretty much around the world. So um, everything is pretty much good to go. Not life as usual, but at least we can get back to some sort of semblance of normalcy that we have had in the past. So with that. Pretty much the handcuffs are off. What are, like, in your head, what are the performance goals you hope to achieve? Well, I, I think the, the biggest performance goal is literally to just make a show and an experience that captures the attitude of the record. And that's actually a big goal. There's a lot of instrumentation. I want to make something where the music is something that people come out for but that it's also engaging in other ways. And as far as geography goes, you know, everyone knows that there's a very large metal presence, especially in Europe, especially in Eastern Europe, somewhat in Western Europe too. I'm, I'm very interested in that, and I'm, I'm definitely interested in taking them in. Like I would say the country we're actually most popular in is Germany right now. But, um, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of the concentration of that audience has to do with the way artists advertise. I think that there's potential worldwide for really um, gritty and somewhat accessible metal music, so I'm not limiting myself. Mm. Um, those, these are just the first places that come to mind because they're, you know, there's languages that I understand there, mm. and that's you know, probably the first place I'd take the band. What can someone expect to see when they attend a Zeke Sky performance? So there is definitely, it's not, it's not supposed to be an honest uh, recreation of the record. I do a lot of improvising and I do a lot of, the, the, the compositions are actually different. I have compositions or intros to compositions that are just completely different from the way they're done in the record. You'd recognize the parts, but maybe the drums cut out or the drums come in earlier than you expected them to. But, you know, I, it, it's hard to really say. We don't have an extensive touring history whatsoever. Mm. The band is very young. We didn't even really play any real show until 2018. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the interesting thing here. That's still being developed. 
Well, it, it kind of goes without saying, like, the, you're going to get something different from any sort of studio album when you go to a live performance because you are actually there. If you're in the audience and you see a live band, I mean, unless it's specifically an album tour, you're going to get something that you're not going to experience by sitting at home or listening to something in your car. You're going to get a genuine experience. And so that's actually like something wonderful and encouraging to hear. You want to have something that is different and something that is memorable and something like, I, did, I, I didn't realize that that could be put together like that. When you've heard a great song over and over again, and then you hear an awesome live alternative version of that great song. And that's, that's my thought, too, but I, I see, like, kind of a spectrum. I see on one end you have these very honest uh, types of bands that really try to do every single sound from their record, and they try to make it seem like it is the exact same experience. Mm -hmm. Some bands are like that, and some of their fans get mad when it's not like that. Bob Dylan and is actually guilty of that. <laughs> he, yeah. he, Bob Dylan, uh, like, I don't know if you've ever seen him live in person, but Bob Dylan has, over the past, I don't know, about a decade or so, known to sit up on stage and perform, not interact with the audience, not interact with his fans, not take requests, just sit there, perform, and then bugger off. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him being that type of I've also heard he changes his lyrics live sometimes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I, there, there's, there's that kind of thing. But then uh, let's think about it kind of just uh, musically. Then there's the jazzers of the world where we have a set of 200 tunes that are understood to be quote-unquote jazz songs. And every single time you go out and see the band, the solos are different. And that's part of that's embedded in the culture of jazz music. Mm. That nothing should ever be the same twice, and that music is a harmonic language that has to be respected and replicated, but also improvised on and improved on. And I think that we're somewhere in the middle there where I really, really enjoy delivering the music as it's understood, but I also try to add and create as much as possible when I can. Where can people find you all over social media? So uh, the Zeke Sky Band is, if you just search for the Zeke Sky Band, it's on Facebook. There's an Instagram account called at Zeke Sky Official. Um, there's a YouTube channel. And there's no Twitter. I haven't gotten so good at tweeting yet. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not, not quite sure what goes on on that platform. I'm not sure I want to be part of it. Though. <laughs> Again, that was Zeke Sky on episode 455 of the Flipside Podcast. Now, before we get into the second part of this episode, just a reminder that this is available as an audio format. It is an audio podcast. Wherever fine audio podcasts are located, that could be Breaker, that could be Google, that could be iTunes, Apple. It could also be Spotify. Just search for the Media Jack. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. And listen to your heart's content wherever you can't watch the video. Now... This is Daryl of Lost Signal Podcast, right now on the flip side. It's funny, I was just talking about this today. I was uh, talking with my cousin on our way home from work that uh, mm -hmm. I should consider uh, refinancing my mortgage because I got some stuff I got to pay off. And I just got an email from my mortgage company. It's like, oh, you're up for an early renewal. Like, oh, well, isn't that a fucking coincidence? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, just talking about borrowing money. It's like, hey. We got money to borrow. It's so, almost as if they were listening. 
they probably are. Welcome to the Lost Signals podcast. My name is Daryl. I am joined here by JD, the Media Jack, and this is our first kick at the something. <laughs> let's call it. Let's call it something for now, and then we'll eventually, you know, maybe call it something else or do something else with it. But we talked about this for a while. We had uh, had some plans, and here we are. We're uh, we're we're doing stuff and things and talking about stuff and things and other things exactly yeah we've been entertaining the idea of starting up something and you know like like you said you know this is our first kick at the bucket cat whatever it either goes or it fails but we're just gonna sit back and chat and have fun and really this whole thing came about because every time you and i play video games online together we always yeah it's a lot we always end up in these like long and not convoluted, but just long and in-depth conversations about God knows what. So um, me with a uh, radio and talk background and you with a wealth of knowledge and information and life experience, we thought, you know, it'd be just be fun to see if we can throw something together. Yeah. Most of the time, those long talks happen at like Two in the morning. Two, two in the morning. <laughs> my time, and it's a, a few uh, a few liquor drinks in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once or twice. Exactly. But, I mean, but, that's that's sometimes when the best conversations happen. Not saying that they're not going to happen now, but this is just a little different. Exactly. So, we'll start off with, because uh, this is the Lost Signals podcast, we'll start off with who you are and what is your background. I, you know, I wish I could tell you who I am. I still don't know. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. It's one of uh, the big mysteries of the world. Who am yeah. I? Yeah, and it's just why, why, <laughs> why, why? Yeah, exactly. So, long story short, I'm from a small town in Saskatchewan. I live in the same town that I grew up in. Hmm. Uh, I've lived in this town, in my house here for like 11 years. Um, I have two dogs. One of them you can see right there. Oh, look at the puppers. And and the other one is right there. (laughs) They're just, they'll be uh, constant uh, reminders of, well, they'll be a constant in in the the video, I'm guessing, because they're Mm -hmm. wandering around in the background. Uh, They are both pit bulls. I am a pit bull advocate. I love that style of dog they they're fun they're busy but they're jerks and they <laughs> like to eat couches and yeah that's about it that's mm. about it um i work around this area i've had an interest in doing some sort of entertainment uh like podcasting streaming stuff like we have been doing or have mm. i was a part of a different group beforehand uh, things kind of fell through with that, <laughs> and um, we'll call it falling through. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, yeah, I've always been interested in like the the performing arts side of things. Uh, I, I I play instruments, as you can see in the background there. I play in a couple bands, do that sort of thing, and I've always. I was always intrigued by like talk shows. I listened to a lot of talk radio growing up. Just never thought of a way to get into it. And this is the way to do it for me that's 
cheap feasible. to get into feasible. feasible yeah feasible yeah like it, like i don't have to go to school for it i don't have to you know work at it for a full-time job for me it just didn't work and now let's we'll, we'll just see where this goes technology has caught up to all of us so that it makes it possible i mean you have enough of a setup as is right now just from your interest in music and uh producing as well as video games that i mean yep. you're fully equipped to start off something and so here you are absolutely yeah and yeah and i like i enjoy talking to people and you and i like you had talked in in the intro or whatever you want to call it there that we yeah we we get along well and we we, we have long dumb conversations about all sorts of things i love yeah. that long dumb conversations is exactly what i would call it yeah 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 <laughs> like you know like two o'clock in the morning you know have three or four beer and uh yeah maybe maybe more some nights and talk about religion and that, that always ends well yeah <laughs> yeah it always ends well yeah, yeah so, exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three three ways to guarantee a party's gonna end. Talk about religion, talk about politics, and talk about rights. <laughs> That's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see so, being assholes in the background. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a UFC match live behind me. Uh it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be Loki, the long air long ear versus fancy the fat not fat, the fancy the chubby. Yes. Fancy will probably win. Anyways, yes. so JD, let's let, let's hear about uh, yourself a little bit, and we'll. Uh, well, go um, I ever since the age of six years old, I've wanted to be in radio broadcasting. Um, that was a dream that was presented to me <clears throat> by my father when he brought home one of those old-fashioned white and yellow Fisher Price microphones that you can uh, oh. tune to the home stereo. Oh yeah, those yeah. are awesome. Yeah. He, he he brought one of those home, and apparently I couldn't put it down. And then he told me, um, you know, people actually, you know, that's what they do for a job. Is they talk on the radio, they talk here, and it comes out there, and they get they they do this for a life. And right there and then, that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do. My first official gig was reading the lunchtime announcements over the school PA system when I was in kindergarten. Oh, wow. You started <laughs> really young. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then ever since then, I've uh, taken steps uh, throughout my life to hone my skills, uh, improv, theater, voice coaching, vocal coaching, uh, everything but basically singing lessons. But those are on the docket. Okay. Um, I am going to turn 42 in a couple of months. Uh, collectively, I have been in the radio industry for going on. 16 years so that's that's a long time to to do anything nowadays really yeah Yeah. and and considering uh of those 16 years the majority of them which is 11 years was in talk radio i started off uh at a talk radio station in vancouver which is where i'm originally from and um i moved from there to prince george in 2004 and spent nine years at a local radio station where I was a talk radio host for nine years. Um, so, so do you do you miss the specific talk radio aspect of your job? Because, like, you know, so I'm probably jumping ahead here because no, that's, that's what I that, that's what I like doing. Um, but you work as a radio DJ now. I do. As, yeah, I, yeah. I, I spin yeah, the so, records, as it were. Yes. Yeah. 
the records the records the records yeah um but i mean like it's a big difference from from talk radio like instead of you know like like cutting your promos and 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 doing your your on-air stuff yeah to a complete talk radio show like that's that's a that's a big difference in my opinion it is It, it is a massive difference uh to go from you know sitting down having a conversation laying out a show of topic 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 to making which, sure which that you're our, that, that's our list right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. There, there is note. another list. I have one yes, running over here. Yeah. Um, so to go from that and being able to format and fill out a two hour uh, period of just straight talk with occasional commercial uh, to go from that to hosting a six to seven hour show uh, where. Six to seven hours. Oh yeah. No, that's my oh. regular. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I misunderstood you there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Where I, I only can talk and be engaging and entertaining for uh, a minute to minute and a half, a break three to five times an hour. Yeah, I mean, massive difference. But yeah, you know, that's I, I, I love being in the radio industry. And so I was willing to take on the challenge. So um, I, do I miss talk radio? Immensely. Um, talk radio and, and just talk shows podcast in general uh gives an opportunity for a story to be told for laughs to be had for opinions yeah. to be thrown around you can't do that in uh, one and one and a half minutes so no, it, well, it, you can tell a story it's just yes. a really short story where a, if a you very short story yeah. yeah where yeah like you said like podcasting or or that sort of thing it's yeah like especially if you're episodic you can have themes and yes. <laughs> you know like in recurring recurring themes i guess is the best best way to put it yeah so what do you listen to for podcasts right now like what else are you listening to oh. uh so my go-to podcast right now i've actually been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately but um good call, my go-to yeah <laughs> my go-to yeah. podcasts are smodcast uh, kevin smith and Scott Mosier are hilarious, uh, and at times are brilliant in their creativity. Um, they have been also... doing it for forever. Ever, like they yes. were like the first podcast, I think. Yeah, like uh, like definitely like one of the first. Anyways, yeah. Um, I used to listen to Aisha Tyler and uh, Girl on Top, um, but as much as 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 much as I respect her. And I see what she's trying to do. It, it grinds on me when I hear a lack of hosting professionalism. And I'm not saying that she's a bad person. It's yep. just there's there's a lot of faux pas that uh, some people in uh, the podcast world or even the talk show world uh, don't know or they can't seem to grasp. And it's a difference between being comfortable and thinking you have to do something because you're on radio. So she she always had an incredible story to tell and incredible guests. Um, in fact, some guests I was lucky enough to interview as well, but um, there's only so much I could take of those faux pas and yeah, yeah, yeah. the and all that where it's like I, I can just it grinds on me like i'm not listening to the content anymore i'm listening yeah. to the mistakes so yeah 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 um when uh when it comes to like youtubers and whatnot uh wade and bob and mark known as uh, lord minion 
MyScrim and Markiplier when they do their three peas in a pod or peens in a pod uh, podcast. It's entertaining because those guys are professional entertainers. I used to listen to Tell Them Steve Dave, and there was a, a science based podcast that I listened to. I can't remember the name of it. It's been a while, unfortunately. So my yeah. podcast listening uh, library isn't as up to snuff as it used to be. I listen to like, well, how to how where to start? I mean, I my first intro to to podcasting or podcast itself, I think probably was Joe Rogan, back, say eight years ago, on a long drive. I just I needed something else to listen. I think the first one I ever listened to was his episode, one of his first episodes with Andrew Dice Clay. So I always I, thought like like as I was listening to it, I'm like I kept thinking like, when when is it gonna get funny? Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think I didn't think Andrew Dice Clay was funny at all, but that that was my first like experience. But after that, like I, you know, driving, I used to drive a lot for my work. Mm. So instead of listening to music all the time because I would get bored of it, we'd listen to like the Jay and Dan podcast that with the two guys that were on TSN and then moved to the states and then back, uh, like mostly like sports stuff. That one was. Um, that one got me into the Taggart and Torrens podcast, and I haven't missed one of them. I've listened to them. That's Jonathan Torres. Jonathan Torrens, yeah. J-Rock from uh, Trailer Park Boys and uh, Jonavision. Yes. And, and Street Sense, yeah, back in the day. Taggart is Jeremy Taggart from Our Lady Peace, the drummer from Our Lady Peace. Which so, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah the, they've been doing that for a couple of years now, and it's, I've, been, I've seen them live. Put on a great show. I used to listen to the ID10T. That was the. Uh, <laughs> the I know that. I know the reference. That's brilliant. I didn't know there yeah. was a podcast. That's yeah, hilarious. The guy from AMC that used to do like uh, Talking Dead. Like they had a whole, um, a whole series of podcasts, and they, they was really good. They had really good uh, guests on it, and like they're like two, three, four hours long. Like with like celebrity guests. Why can't I can't think of this guy's name? I'm not, not gonna... No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking. I, I I've always tried and like reach for my phone when it comes to like Chris Hardwick. Thank you, yes. Chris. But what was the what was the name of the original podcast before he got? He almost got me tooed. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then they they rebranded everything to the ID10T podcast but like mm. I can't I can't remember it was it was it was it was interesting they had like a ton of episodes like like up 8 900 episodes or something mm. and then they changed it and it just it it, it kind of lost some of its charm but yeah, uh yeah I mean yeah you you don't you don't fully bounce back from something like that yeah. even if it even if the initial intent was to raise awareness and not to put the guy up on a uh, a, a crucifix, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Now Chris Hardwick, I mean, he was, he was the, he was the geeks geek when it came to yeah. pop culture it, and whatnot. And that's, it's something like the way that you say geek, that that's, it was part of the name of, of that podcast. Now I can't, mm. can't think, I can't think of it. It's the, Nerdist, <laughs> it's the Nerdist podcast. Nerdist. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Shows. Here we go. Yeah. So, uh, Insert creative title, uh, which is hosted by Ben Gibson. Uh, he he uh, 
took it upon himself to interview uh, some incredible creators, uh, both in the cosplay world as well as the art world um, and TikTok, uh, because Ben Gibson uh, actually has quite the strong following on TikTok. And yep. um, Sexy Kebab podcast, it is unabridged and uncensored, uh, hosted by Afrin, who is a former coworker of mine and mm. decided to take up a podcast. And she has a very, uh, how do I put this gently, abrupt <laughs> opinion on um, sexuality and relationships, as well as she dabbles a little bit in politics and whatnot, which is never really my forte, but um, uh, entertaining to say the least. Yeah. So, and that, and I always like to support, you know, Co-workers and friends and whatnot. So, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I yeah, mean, we kind of went we kind of went off there already. Just well, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah that, that, that's just the way. Yeah, yeah. So this is your first episode of Lost Signals. Um, I am yes. currently in the mid four hundreds of Ooh. the Media Jack podcast, also formerly known as the Flipside Radio Show. Yeah. Um, and um, when it comes down to it, like I enjoy. You've always had an interest in in starting something and creating this, and creating this format to just you know talk about things and just have a few laughs and get opinions yep. and whatnot. Um, I've enjoyed doing uh, talk radio and podcast because it gives me the opportunity to talk to people, not unlike yourself, and to hear other people's stories. Like I know my story. I know my journey through life. I know my upbringing and struggles and, and triumphs and all that stuff, but you know, everyone walks a different path and yeah. <laughs> unless it's, it's weird for me because unless someone is a professional in some way, shape or form, be it they're known on TikTok or they're a musician or they're an artist or an actor, whatever, there are times where I'll meet someone just, average Joe Blow, whatever, but they tell me this incredible story and I'll, I'll beg them, like, please let me interview you. And like, ah, yeah. who am I? <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. you have a story to tell. You just don't realize it because you lived through it. Yeah. So I, I think some people do get uh, intimidated by, you know, once you get that in front of your face. Yeah. Well, this, this is a giant intimidation factor. Yeah. I, 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 I keep mine covered because, you know. You, you, you got to practice safe pod. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you obviously don't. You're, you're trying to get. Some I, I'm a seasoned professional. Out. I know when to pull out. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you, there's a first sexual innuendo. <laughs> yeah. Many more to come. Many, many more yeah. to come. Yes. Uh, how did we meet? Uh, we met through gaming. Yes, through the uh, the old uh, group, Bitter Old Goons Gaming. Uh, I was a part of. I was a founding member, and then I, I believe you were watching one of Mike's streams at one point. Uh, he was and... rebuilding an arcade cabinet. Yes, yes. Do you remember which arcade cabinet he was building? Not a clue. Hmm. <laughs> it it might have been Golden Tea. If it was the Golden Tea one, that was mine. Oh. I own I owned that Golden Tea machine. That was uh that that sat in my living room. I played it about six times. I paid like a good chunk of cash for it. Played yeah. it six or eight times. Loved it. Got really good at it because I got really good at it back in the bar 
mm. bar days. They figured, you know, it's, I need this in my house. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I don't live in a very big house. And it's like, yeah, yeah I need this. Yeah, and then I sold it. <laughs> I, I, I had to. I, I just, I had to. There's no reason for me to keep it. So, yeah. but, sorry, just to sorry. acknowledge the fact that, yes, the chat is active. And uh, Chris, we do see you. Uh, it was just, we are just in the middle of introductions here. So, yeah, I mean, I really do appreciate you being there and adding your input and sticking around. We will get to that. Yeah. Um, I actually so, yeah. can't, I can't see my chat. Oh, just, I'm trying chat. to look at my phone and it's just, yeah, it's just being, <laughs> I, dumb. I see it. So, oh, um, okay. Oh, and now everybody's gone. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring up an, see, I need. I was going to bring up another window, and then I was going to put on my third monitor, but it's not hooked up. It's, it's all sorts of sixes and sevens right now. Yes. Anyways. So so, so, so through that, um, I actually, you know, I, I wanted to interview Mike because uh, he was figurehead, I guess. Yeah. A representative yeah. for yeah. the gaming group that you were a part of. And yep. then um, as years went on, I became friends with everyone in that gamer group, formerly known as Bitter Old Goons Gaming. And yeah. um, I, I became an honorary member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Just in time for it to all fold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, I don't even, I don't even know what happened. Like, I was, I was the first to leave. And yes. And it was, I, I was on my way home from, from a nearby city from, for me and I was just I got like we had a group chat and like the one night I got like 200 messages overnight and like I went through them and there was just about nothing and nobody like there's a lot of talk about doing a lot of stuff and it didn't happen mm. which it, it is what it is you know like you, you get a group of people together and you try and plan stuff out and, and do stuff and it just sometimes just doesn't work so like I got I got it in my head that I'm just like, I'm done. So I, I typed something up and I, I, I left and, you know, I, I, I left all of the, the social media pages. I, you know, I ran some of them. I, I paid for the website that that's still up and I, I don't care that it's still up. Um, and then it, it was just, it was, it was time for me to go. And then I actually, I took a, a long break away from, from, from this, from, from streaming and stuff. And then, yeah, then this opportunity showed its head. Well, and actually, I got better internet, so that helped. I don't regret being a part of Bitter All Goods Gaming. I mean, I've met a lot of you know good people like yourself and, and Chris, and mm. you know, like in all these people. If I would go back, there's stuff I would do differently, but I, I wouldn't go back. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I mean. So, I think I'm in a, be a better place on my own, yeah. doing my own thing my own control over the content and everything. Yeah. So w with that, I mean, when you left, um, like no one blames you at all. And in fact, no. it was, I think the realization that um, <clears throat> if, if the group was to move forward or evolve, there had to be some work done. Yes. And 100%. And there was a lot of fatigue going on. Now, keeping in mind, like when, Bitter Old Goons Gaming was really starting to gain traction online, majority of it on Twitch. Um, 
Mike, like Mike had a lot of time on his hands and he was rightfully yes. the figurehead and the spokesperson for it because he was, he was the one he, in charge. He did 95% of the streaming on that channel. Like exactly. I did some stuff here and there when I could with the, the, the low grade internet that I had, mm. but he, yeah, he was like, and Johnny Rockets did a bunch. Our star did a bunch, you know, like, and, and, and Jeff and these guys did do a bunch, but like the amount of hours that Mike put in was phenomenal. Yeah. It, it was like, like doing 24 hour streams and stuff. Like, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it, it got to the point where you and Mike and everyone basically became burnt out and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, streamer content creator burnout is a real thing. And yeah. so, um, Especially when you're you're trying to juggle, you know, personal life, and trying to stream, and you know, like, and you have stuff going on at home, say, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like to just try and do, you know, seventeen things at once and be entertaining, and you obviously know about that. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it, it can get tiring. Yeah. So it, it was unfortunate, and I, and I, I will I will never take it for granted, like being you know, offered the position to just be like, help us and be a part of it and be a part of the yeah. community and all that stuff, which is still great. Um, it, but it was very clear that unfortunately, like it just, it, the whole thing, like the steam engine just ran out of steam and yeah. like everyone is now gone their separate ways. Like there's still a community, it's still a group that bitter goons gaming still does exist as, as a community that was created. It's yeah. just, as the actual brand, unfortunately, it's it's stagnant. It's, I, I yeah, stagnant is a good word for it. Yeah. Like, I, I was going to say dead. I mean, because I think <laughs> actually the last person that streamed on that channel was you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, that, that was, I'm well aware. Yeah, and I think that was like a year ago. So yeah. suffice to say, I mean, like we we had a good run, and you know, some some really good things came out of it. Some good friendships and stuff, and it was a learning environment. <clears throat> so. And you know that that is the one thing that you can take from the entire situation. You know, like if Absolutely, it wasn't for yeah. that, like you and I would not be friends, and right. I would not. You know, if if I ever found my way into Saskatoon again, like I know I would never be hard up for a place to hang out. You know, a couch yeah. to surf on, a, a cup yeah. of coffee or something like that. Right. And yeah. The same if you guys made your way out here. So yeah. when when that happened, I mean, it was. It was heartbreaking, but at the same time, like understandable. And as far as I know, like there's never been any hard feelings. Like there was a lot of tension and whatnot that happened yeah. when everything folded. But at the same time, I mean, we're all still friends. We're all still like we communicate. Oh yeah, we, and yeah. we just still have a great time together. And yes, it was very much a learning experience and yeah. something very unique and also very canadian so <laughs> oh, yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. so like we there, there's still a bog chat that i am a part of it's yes. just we, we we started another one after you know things kind of fell through just to like talk about whatever and it nothing ever bad you know was said in it yeah. um but like we we were talking the other day it's like when when we're able to we're, we're gonna do another barbecue and you know just you know hang out like the old days with no none of the the channel pressures that we and nobody else put those pressures on us besides ourselves you know like and it was all internal squabbles that were going on that it's just we're better off as friends not working partners 
Wait. If if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and you know it's it's reminiscent like the the best cons- comparison I can I can relate it to is high school, and the reason is is because it is a giant pressure cooker, and when yes. you put things under pressure, cracks form, yeah. and you know once you relieve that pressure, you go, what were we fighting about? I don't understand. Yeah. We were having a good time, so. Yeah, yeah, when you're, when, yeah, when you're living in the middle of it, sometimes it gets, I know, I, I do get what you're saying, but like, yeah, like, for a while there, it's just, it, there was a lot of bullshit. <laughs> this is true. Just, just straight up bullshit, and, but now it's, it's fine, and like I said, you know, like, we're better off not being that conglomerate and advertising ourselves as that. I know Mike still streams. Yes. I don't know if Ryan fact, does a In fact, at this very moment he is streaming right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I don't think he follows me on Twitch, so but uh that, that was a cough. I saw that. Yeah, um, I have a, I have a mute button right there. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um I know like like Johnny actually is the one that did my logo up for me, you know. Which so, looks awesome. Yeah, it does. I'm going to get him to do some other stuff for me. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So like, bog bog to me is is dead. And you know, if if anybody wanted like from the from the group that wanted to stream on that channel, go ahead. I don't know if you'd get any traction anymore. But I, I anyway. might I I might just to freak people out. I might I might log <laughs> in and just yeah. Just, I don't know, stream some Dream Daddy or Hoonie Pop or something weird. Yeah, shower with your dad simulator. Yeah. yeah, that's that's classic. That's classic right there. Yeah. So yeah. moving moving on from that, uh, you yeah. have created Lost Signal, which is yes. your streamer tag. Um, yep. Also, uh, you are in a, uh, a couple of bands. Yes. And um, one of them was Age of Autonomy. Yes. Yeah. That one is dead too, I think. And it's, again, like it's 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 another victim of the pandemic. It is. It, it also it, it, one, a learning experience. Yeah. 100% victim because like we went from like we we were under the impression, you know, like we're going to be able to go and play a bunch of shows. Yes. So folks, like I play bass in like a couple like one band specifically and then you know I'll fill in here and there, you know, I'll jam with whoever. I'm not really really picky. Mm. Um, Age of Autonomy was supposed to be the the group that would have made it someplace, and there was a lot of uh, polish. There was a lot of polish in yeah, the group. Yeah, like like the plan was like we were gonna play like play like we wanted to play bigger shows. Like we had like we had an EP. I actually I did I hadn't I didn't play on that EP mm. that was released. Um, I was hired, and that's the way that the the guy called it is that we were gonna be for like for like the ep part of it like we were gonna just go and and play the songs you know and try and shop ourselves around you know like playing shows and stuff you know and and like we shot a video and whatever yeah then the uh pandemic hit we had practiced a couple times after you know like not breaking any rules or anything like we practiced a few times and everything was fine and then you know i lost my job well, the guy lost his job, so there's no money to pay for our jam space. 
And then there's no money to do any like website stuff. There's no money to do another video. There's no money to do anything. So it just died. And I haven't talked yeah. to the guys for, I talked to the drummer and the guitarist a little bit here and there, but the, the singer, the, 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 we'll call him the, the head piece. Yes. I uh, haven't spoke to him. Just, uh, I think he deleted everything like all social media. I think he's just gone. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pandemic, like it, it did more than just affect professional it, it affected a lot of things upstairs right absolutely um, yeah and so like actions like that and decisions like that i mean it's it's not expected but at the same time it's not surprising absolutely <clears throat> yeah. yeah like like you when you tr you you put all this effort like not specifically me like i mean i learned the songs and i've been in practice but i but i could see like putting that sort of pressure on yourself to try and go out and 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 well and, and essentially make money off of it when everything's taken away from you yeah right yeah it uh it, it definitely puts a, a huge damper on things i and it, it sucks i mean because i like the music um maybe after the pandemic there could but be I, a future I, but maybe but i you know i i kind of doubt it yeah like that 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 project specifically but my my new project actually we we don't have a name we're playing we're pl we're planning on playing covers for now <laughs> you know we're just what our plan is to be able to go out and play like a street dance or at a bar when everything's open and but we're we're trying to be ready for when everything's open yeah cuz it's really people all you are, can do yeah and people are people are sick of you know sitting at home and but i i totally get the restrictions and everything Yep. But I'm ready for that day when they're gone because I'm, <laughs> I'm sick of I'm sick of not being able to go out to a bar and you know hanging out with a buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't stepped foot in a grocery store in going on nine months. Uh, fortunately, like online shopping and delivery yeah. and and instant pickup is a thing. Um, don't necessarily miss it, but at like as just a, a snapshot as to what the world is right now, like. Yeah, we're just we're 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 dealing, we're struggling, but we're, yeah. we're dealing. So, yeah. Anyways, less enough depressing pandemic talk because it just gets old, you know. Because like at, at my job, you know, every day we get a COVID update in the morning. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Preaching oh, the yeah. choir there. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, especially yeah, you and like, uh, and yeah, we get asked every morning. It's like, how are you feeling today? You feeling sick today? Are you are you good to go? It's like. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. Believe like, me. Just, <laughs> like, now, I now I have a clear excuse to be like, no, nah, I feel sick. I'm not coming yeah. in. And people go, stay home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the problem is now, like my work, it's like as, as soon as you you feel sick, it's like, doesn't matter. You're going for a test. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to. I, I, I don't like that part. But then they, they reach get, back there and to tickle your brain and go, oh, oh, do you know French still? Yeah. It's like it. It felt like it was in the back of my eye. <laughs> oh, 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 it was disgusting. It's like, yeah. No, thanks. No, no thanks. thank you. Yeah. Well, let's but. talk about uh, something something a little bit better, something a little more lighthearted, something uh, transitioning to uh, something that you and I both have a, a vested interest in, and it's music. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, now, you wanted to uh, bring up the topic of, like, what, mis what music are you listening to? these days and i i will be the first to admit 
when I'm late to the party. <clears throat> I found hey, a hey. Swedish band that I have utterly fell in love with so much it, so is, that is it ABBA? It's not ABBA. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're gonna say that's a that's a little far behind there. That's a little far behind. Yeah. Uh, so much so that I've started looking into whether or not I can buy some of their vinyl. Um, oh, very nice. It's okay. Ghost. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Um, they're they're brand new. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say brand new, but of course I'm putting my foot in my mouth immediately. <laughs> their most recent album, which was released back in. Uh, 2018 i downloaded it as soon as i heard uh dance macabre and yeah yeah, yeah. i i downloaded the album you know f the whole deal and i put it on a song list in my phone and i listened to it from start to finish and just freaking fell in love with it like there's not many albums out there for me that i can listen to from start to finish and this is the first one in dare i say a decade where every track just not only did it flow well into the next song and it told a story overall throughout the entire album, but yep. it's just rocking and ghost. I I'm trying to figure out what they're about because I don't think album... they know what they're about. <laughs> I don't I like, cause I, I've seen videos of them and it's just like, what the <laughs> Like, what are you like, doing? Are, yeah, no, I get are they it. serious? Are they metal? Are they like, like, are they? Do they know they're farcical? Do they? Is this a, is this an inside joke? Because their their album art is stunning, eye catching, oh, yeah. and their onstage yeah. presence is incredible. But there's one song on this album. I'm gonna see if I can figure out which one it is. <laughs> it is a complete instrumental and towards the end of the song there is a moonlighting-esque saxophone solo in the middle of this in, like towards the end of the song and it's just like it fits but it, it's weird it's weird <laughs> yeah that's yeah, super weird yeah I, so i have i haven't listened to a bunch of ghosts but like the stuff that i have i, I like it but yeah. it's it's different i'm trying to i'm trying to think and remember if i saw them or not Oh, because now I, I got to now I got to look. So I, I instantly fell in love with them with uh, I, I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. Oh, but, uh, no, no. Dance Macabre. And then yeah. I off the same album Rats. And then a different album was. Uh, was it Square Hammer? And I just started going through other singles of theirs and just like, where has this band been all my fucking life? <laughs> it just they're they're awesome and they're they're just enough tongue-in-cheek and just enough metal to like find that very peculiar balance it's like yeah. if weird al yankovic went on tour with metallica they could make it work i would watch <laughs> that I, I would i mean i would see metallica anyways but weird out yeah. with them that'd be that'd be amazing that would be stunning yes so um I, so, I did not see them i thought they opened for slayer when i saw them in vancouver in 2018 but they did not ah I can't remember who was at that show. Anthrax was at that show. Oh, that's quite and up. It, well, there that's two of the the, the big four. Um, and Lamb of God. There's it, it was a it was a weird show. Mm. I mean, I I went to see Slayer. That's it. I mean, like I I've been a Slayer fan since I was like fourteen, yeah. twelve, and yeah, so.
Um, um, so there's... So, for, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to go into what I was listening to, kind of. But no, you go ahead. You you, you have a, a thought out point more than me rambling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, you know, streaming services be damned. There are plenty of options out there. Um, I, I realized that on my phone, I have basically three different streaming services. Uh, I used mm-hmm. to have uh, Google Music, but they transferred yeah. over to YouTube Music, which is fucking frustrating because you can't buy music anymore. It's like, you can sign up for the streaming services or you can have this endless playlist that has commercials every second fucking song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, terrible. Um, it's terrible. And then I downloaded Spotify, which is no different, but I realized I, that... Hmm? I have Spotify Premium and that is much different. Okay, so you have Spotify Premium. I already pay for a subscription to something else, which apparently has or I didn't realize it until way later, uh, if I subscribe to Amazon Prime, oh, which not, Prime. Only, not only gives me uh, a streaming service on my TV, but also gives me uh, bonuses with certain games when I play online, but also apparently wrapped into that is Amazon Prime Music, which gives me an incredible library I can create playlists from with no commercials. Yep. So... That's like I downloaded that as soon as I freaking clued in and went like, oh, geez, I could just do this now. So, so what's the library like, though? Like, <laughs> like what's like, is there is it proper or is it like, is there like a lot of new stuff or uh, to me, to me, like if, if it's we're talking Amazon Prime TV, that's like C-list stuff <laughs> for the most well, part. Well, on my current playlist, I was able to download the entire album uh, from 2018 of Ghost. As well, uh, let's see what I have here. I have Run the Jewels, which the entire library is on there. Uh, Theory of a Dead Man. uh, The Who, as in H-U, not H-O. Yeah, which Uh, the Who... the the British who is probably on there. I'm guessing. Probably uh, White Zombie, uh, as well as Five Finger Death Punch. I mean, it's an extensive library. They have a okay. lot to choose from. Okay, I want you to look up something for me right now on the on that Fine. Amazon Prime. Look up in look up intervals. Oh, I'll wait. Artist intervals. Yes. Yes. What's okay. the latest release on there? Uh, I'll show you. Okay, I'll, I'm looking. No, oh, circadian. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, I, I could tell by the artwork right away. Interesting. So, yeah, that, that's because I mean I pay for Spotify, but I mean, and I pay for Amazon Prime, so I mean I have both of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm I'm I didn't think I I suppose that's the way that people release music now, like the way that they release music now is they just release it everywhere and just hope something hits. See, I I still have all my CDs. I have boxes and boxes of CDs yep. in my storage, and it's funny because my car doesn't have a CD player, my computer yep. doesn't even have a CD drive. <laughs> yep. But I have all that entertainment there, like. Christ, the only thing close to a CD player that I have is my PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, so I have that, and I've never been afraid to support an artist by buying something physical. Um, yeah. Like, I have albums, like vinyl albums from bands that have visited Prince George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Like I have, <clears throat> like, I, I I won't show you because it's a mess over there. Not a mm. mess, but it's just I'm not ready mess. for not. It's yeah. yeah. Uh, I have I have a, a small collection. Like I think I'm up to sixty vinyl records right now. Just like and some like pretty rare and expensive stuff now. Mm, you were saying that before. Yeah, it's it's an addiction. It's, 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 it's a like, hobby. It's like it's like crack because it's, it's like oh, like so that new intervals like uh, that I showed you. Um, yeah. I my buddy Tyler that well you know pretty well now. Yes. Uh, text me. He's like, oh, you need to see this. There's a new intervals album. I'm like, oh great. There's another hundred dollars I have to spend on vinyl records because <laughs> that's what it is. It's like yeah. I'm expecting a, a a package tomorrow from UPS, which is weird that they're coming out here, but uh, new intervals record. Hundred bucks. Oh, but uh, again, okay. So, but so the thing about that intervals record, it, it's they they released two variants, and I ordered early enough that I got a test pressing of it too. So like, it's a whole vinyl collector's package. Oh, okay. That bad. So it is what it is. I mean, I could be spending my money on dumber things. This is very true, and the way yeah. I see it, like there a couple of days ago. Uh, the company that provides my television cable internet, they were doing maintenance. And of course that means that, you know, what am I going to do to entertain myself? Oh my goodness. Uh, I have a record player and it's a high quality record player. So yep. like I, I have that and you know, at times I just throw on a record because you know, anyone yep. who's an audiophile will, will know and understand like, you know, there's just something that cannot be replicated. Yeah. By... And like they do say like, like an MP3 does sound better yeah. technically, but it doesn't sound as good as a record. Yeah, which is like there, there's there's a feel to it. Yeah, like it, exactly. It's, yeah, they, it, it's you know? it's way different from from listening to just a regular MP3, or flack or wave or whatever the hell you're listening to nowadays. <laughs> it could it could be something as simple as the task to do it. You got to yeah. pull out the record, make sure it doesn't scratch, pull it out of the sleeve, put it properly into the record player, turn it on, watch the needle move over. I mean, it is an entire, not not just a process, but it's an entire ritual. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. So I own this. It's one, probably my favorite Metallica album of all times. Justice for there, All. Yes. There is nine songs on this. This four records. <laughs> this is the deluxe package. Yes. There's except for one song. There's one song per side on here. Yeah. I mean, mind you, there the, the shortest song is uh, five minutes and twelve seconds. But that's it's got its own side on a record. <laughs> yeah. Its own side. Yeah. Like I I have other records that have like, you know, eight songs on one side. Yeah. That and no, you, that and, that's got one. And you can't yeah. do that with technology. Like you, yeah. you, you, you download, you download one of those songs that takes up an entire side of a record and you go, Oh, it's like 4.6 megs. Yeah. So what? You know, like yeah. there's nothing to that, but yeah. to have a physical, physical record in front of you, hold it in front of you and look at well, one side and go, this is one song. Yeah. Well, you and know? it's not only that, I mean, like you, you buy a, a, a record, you know, like even this one, like. Yeah, and like the artwork on this compared to the artwork that gets downloaded with your MP3, 
yeah. on Spotify or wherever. It it doesn't look like this. No. Like this this is tangible. Like this is like you can you can see this. Yes. This is you you yep. can see the the work that went into some of this stuff. Exactly. And and on top of that, like, you know, to to appreciate the artwork, like you, you download it on like my phone, like my phone with uh, the streaming service, no commercials, whatever. I could listen to hours upon hours and upon hours of music, have no idea what the album cover looks like. Oh, yeah. Because I don't have to, Yeah. You know, well, so mainly because, you, yeah, you don't have to. You exactly. Know, like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, but like it, it was the same with CDs and even cassettes back in the day. You know, like I remember buying cassettes. That's how old I am. I am. Me too. And, yeah, we're, we're both there. <laughs> that yeah, you 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 open the cassette and you put it in the first time. You make sure you put it on the right side the first time, and you you press play and you listen. And then you unfold those notes. Yeah. You look at the exactly. If it if it had lyrics, and then yeah. you just you listen and yeah, it just it's a different time. Yeah, there's not nothing worse than taking that cassette, throwing it into whatever it was, pushing play, and then click. Oh, uh, <laughs> unless you're one of those rich kids that had like the auto flipping one, where it would just flip over right away. Would, you, you had you had yeah, that, didn't oh, you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, had the I big boombox, and I could I could record off of radio. I could record off of a second cassette that was right next yeah. to it. Like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't um, have the auto flipping Christmas. one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I had the dual decks. I actually had a I had a dual deck with a six CD changer. Oh, figure that out. Yeah, like, how, like yeah, that that was expensive was back. It in rotates the day. on the top or? Uh, no, hmm. it, it it was a drawer style like what oh, you okay, had in the yeah, car yeah. back in the day. So <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, then load it in like a clip and then throw it. Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. But like every once in a while, like a a, a disc would get missed and it would like be stuck inside so you have to yeah. pull it it's just, yeah. kids just don't buy cds you know, unless you're buying no. buying like a single disc player then that that makes more sense compared yeah. to what us old people are talking about <laughs> see I, I again back to my original point like i i've never had an issue in fact i felt i it's to this day i i want to buy the most recent be it 2018 album from ghost yeah you know if i buy it digital then cool if i buy it physical and they give me a code to download the digital yep. even better yep. right like i want to have that i don't want a streaming service i don't like the fact that google play or google music or whatever youtube whatever the hell it is yeah now. it changed to youtube music and like i i i like it still categorizes and still lists the songs that i bought off of that former online service but it doesn't give me the option to add more to my library now yeah. i have to like you're you're shooting I, I like you're shooting yourself in the foot here like how much yeah. money are you actually making now as opposed to you know getting revenue from people buying music right is it really well, that well, op optimal well the artists definitely are making any money yeah google is you know but i mean yeah the artists are not so yeah. So, um, and again, that it just it furthers my point. Like, I would prefer to own something. I would prefer to yes. purchase something. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's what like a couple of my favorite bands, like Intervals. I I own all of them except one, hmm. but it's a variant, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I I own all of the Alexis on Fire stuff, most of it, I think, like a a good chunk of it. 
Um, City and Color, I own all five albums, six albums on vinyl. I just, I prefer spending my money on an artist that way. Yeah. Or seeing him at a show and buying merch. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that was really loud. I need to mute that. What'd you do? That was, uh, my, uh, it was a notification from, uh, WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. You're right. Dumb, dumb. You Uh, should, uh, technology. Yeah. Mute your shit. Just don't. Oh yeah. At least I can't see it. Um, not that it matters. Um, we're pushing an hour here, which is awesome. I'm not complaining. Yeah, actually, I, I keep thinking, it's like, when are we actually going to get into the podcast and start talking about stuff? <laughs> I think we just <laughs> did. <laughs> and I know, right? And you uh, know, I, I can't, I can't think of a better way to just start off Lost Signals podcast anyway, right? Yeah, like it's just kind of just dumb riffing about stuff, like we no, always talk about. Not dumb. It's not not dumb. It's just you, you know what I mean, like our typical talks. banter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe we'll, we'll lead into this question here. Uh, I have never, I, I've been to concerts. I've been to, uh, performances, uh, theater where like the, the halftime, the midway point, whatever was a, uh, a, a performance by a band. I have never been to an event, a concert weekend i've never done anything Mm. like that um with (laughs) with everything that's going on and the pandemic and all that stuff it's it's made me realize that that is something i need to experience even even before i hit 50 yeah right it's something i want to do now i don't know if you've had the opportunity to do so this is gonna sound really weird Okay. But okay, so in Saskatchewan, the province where I live, there is a event called the Craven Country Jamboree or something along that lines. Okay. I in two thousand nine I went to it. And the only reason I went to it was because it was just a you went and sat in the sun and drank a bunch of beer for the whole weekend. I think I saw like three artists. Actually mm-hmm. I, I actually think I saw Taylor Swift that weekend. Oh. Okay. It, like she was she was there. I think her and Kelly Carrie Underwood, like the, you know, so pretty easy on the eyes there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there, there's been a bunch of festivals like in Europe that I've been wanting to go to, hmm. like, uh, like the Download Festival. I think that yeah, no, is that one in the states or in Europe? I can't remember. Um, but there's there's a bunch over there, like in like where all like the the big metal bands you know go and play and just like. Fuck! I just want to go and like to see like <laughs> seven of my favorite you know metal bands in like one show. Right. But that is something that I would I would like to do as well. Because Craven, fine, it was fun and I had a good time. But I I went I didn't go for the music. Hmm. I went I went to go you know drink a bunch of beer in the sun. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would I I would do it I would do Craven again though. But I mean, I'm too old to go camp with the kids because that's just. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't, I can't think of any that would come to mind. But I do know that there are some incredible festivals that happen. Like, uh, Glastonbury in yeah. the UK. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like right? and the, when they got all sorts of different like, uh, artists playing like, like every different artist. Yeah. 
exactly. uh, every different genre playing. That that would be this. That'd be something I would be interested in seeing. There's a metal uh, festival somewhere in the Ukraine that sounds incredible. I for the life of me, I can't think of it. But uh, I think it's a like a half metal, half medieval uh larping yeah something something it just looks insane and i want to uh, that would be that'd be intense yeah every every part about that would be intense really like being in the ukraine yeah first of all yeah like yeah yeah so yeah so yeah i mean that's like i just i i, I can't wait to get the shot uh, if Bill Gates is going to monitor my every movement, then, you know, what do I need Just, a phone? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got me already, Bill. So yeah, we're exactly. all good. Yeah. So, um, I, if, if, if I could get it like a month ago, I would have got it. I, I would get it right now. Somebody come to my house. I'm going to jab you with this. Like, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> just, just, just do it. I'm tired Don't you want to know what it's for? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, hopefully it's heroin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to forget for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, hopefully stuff opens up, up soon. So actually my province is starting to, they're talking about easing some restrictions again. Mine too. I, yeah. Like that we are trending more down. It seems. Yeah. Mine too. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so I know I, then anyway, we weren't going to talk a whole bunch about COVID stuff because it does get old. But um, so what's going on in the States right now? Like uh, Texas just opened 100%, right? <sighs> yeah, and I had the, the same reaction as you did. It's like, like that, that's too early. The, you're, you're the second in the United States for, um, for infections. You've had 50,000 people die in Texas alone. Guy at work today came up to me. It's like, oh, did you hear that Texas is is opening up and you know, like they're gonna get rid of their mask restrictions? And he's like, it's like that's the best thing ever. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like that's stupid. He he's an anti-masker. I'm sure of it. It's like, and I don't, I don't, I don't think these people are thinking right. It's like they're reading something off of Facebook that you know somebody said oh you know this, this can't be real you know like and it's not going to spread you know well what 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 the what good is a mask going to do so <laughs> am i going to believe that moron on facebook or am i going to believe somebody that spent their entire life studying viruses and how they're spread exactly like, i'm going to believe I, the doctors I, not it just i i, I <laughs> my father now Anyone who knows me knows the relationship between myself and my family, not the greatest. Uh, there was a, clearly a black sheep in the family, and it's this guy right here. Uh, my father uh, is an anti-masker <clears throat> and yeah. is not following any protocols or anything like that. And I know this through a brief conversation through text because that is how far our relationship has degraded over years. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and... I, I see, yeah, I saw fucking retarded Wolverine Ted Cruz, which, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, he was born in Calgary. Yep. And the guy has ambitions to run for the President of the United States, which I think... He can't. Yeah, exactly. He, so, he can't. Anyway, absolute utter retard, and I, I use that term 
literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because his learning is retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, float. You know, yeah, his yeah. entire state is without power and freezing to death. And he's like, "Oh no, daughters want to go to Cancun. I'm going to go to Cancun." Yeah, it's your fucking job to serve the people, dipshit. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm not surprised at all that they went this route. Um, and no. if no, anything, like, like yeah. I feel bad for the one friend that I have in Texas who is already uh, immune compromised and her husband is also uh, immune compromised and they have been doing everything possible to stay healthy. And so that tells me that there are smart people in Texas. There are smart people in what's the other state? Mississippi? Uh, I I think Florida, actually. Well, okay. There are less smart people in Florida. Um, But it tells me that it's those people that are stuck there that are trying their best to follow COVID restrictions, to not get sick. They're the ones who are truly suffering. Like, to, to, it's, it's easy to automatically look at and think of Texas and go, an entire state of stupid, but it's not. It's not. Right? It, it's the 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 loud mi- minority, you know. That oh, wow. that's that's like well, it's it's got to be the minority of people that are making the most noise. I would think, not minorities. I'm saying like just like stupid no, 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 people. Yeah, minority. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I'm glad I live where I live through this whole thing. Um, I living in Saskatchewan it's been pretty easy. Yeah. You know, like there's not a lot it's not like the 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 show there's not a lot going on. <laughs> well, it's the same thing here. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. Things things are worse in other cities in British Columbia, but where I am, we're fortunate. You're um, you're geographically separated from a large population. Very much. Where so. where we are too, but I mean it, it's a little different here. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I so I, I went on a walk today. Uh, I, I live at the bottom of a mountain, and there is a road that goes behind my apartment building up to the university on top of the mountain, which I might point out, I pointed this out to a friend of mine who lives in Ohio. It's like, where I live, Prince George, is a magical place. Like, what, what, other, what other comic book or cartoon series do you know where a place of higher learning is on top of a fucking mountain, <laughs> right? So yeah. that's literally yeah. what Prince George is. Um, yeah. But anyway... I, I walk from my apartment at the bottom of the mountain up to the top of the mountain and I walk back and it's a great way to make the Fitbit happy. It's also yeah, yeah. exercise. Um, so I did that today and it took me about an hour and 15 minutes and I brought a mask with me. Yeah. Now it's cold outside. It's also windy. So I have a hat on, I have a jacket on and I have my ear earbuds in and yeah. I have a mask that I don't always wear, but if I'm walking towards someone i'll put on the mask not a single person (laughs) coming the other direction (laughs) was wearing a mask which is totally fine we're outside it's really windy and it's not a it's not a prerequisite it's not a mandate right but at the same time i couldn't help but make eye contact or try to with everyone that i passed and every single one of them was like had that sheepish look like oh fuck (laughs) i got got caught yeah yeah but I didn't yeah. point anything out. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't need to. I didn't do anything like that. If anything, I was wearing a mask again of the mentality for them. Yeah. 
right? Because me walking past them while wearing a mask wasn't to shame them. It's more to just give them that one peace of mind that, you know what, that one person that I walked past on the mountain today, he wore a mask. Yeah. Pretty sure I don't have to worry about him. Right. So, so the funny thing is like, so I wear a mask religiously at work. I work in a place where there's a lot of people. Yeah. Like, and I, I, it's not that I interact with a bunch of people, but I interact with enough. So I, I wear a mask all the time because unless I'm eating or drinking, because that's just the way it is. Yeah. Funny thing is the girl that likes to have the chin diaper on. Yeah. She's off sick now. Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you get. That's what you get. There's so I, much misinformation out there. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. People, it's it's like watching uh, armchair athletes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all know what you would do. If <laughs> oh yeah, you were in that uh, situation, looking from where you are seated. Yeah, and you know, blah blah blah. I'm like no, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to those who are actually professional in the in game sport. or professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yes. way, so. Yeah. If, any, if anything, it just makes me want to get the shot more. It also makes me want to know not makes me want to not go to the United States more, um, and it also makes me just not interested in ever going to Florida or Texas. And it also makes me think, you know, I wouldn't be against the idea of waffle stomping Ted Cruz's face into the pavement. <laughs> I got a visitor. I see that. That's adorable. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good way to, weird place to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about waffle stomping uh, Ted Cruz. And yeah. I think these two are getting hungry because he's starting to gnaw on my finger because he's yeah. a jerk. Yeah. But no, I think episode one is in the books, bud. Can, uh... What can people look forward to in future episodes? Um, more of the dog. Oh, guaranteed. Because he, yes. he's, yeah. I think uh, a little bit of talking about everything. I think that's the plan. It's just a little bit of not glossing over a lot of things, but then I'll just talking about a lot of things. Like, because yes. like, we, we do a lot of different things. We, we we listen to a lot of different music. We watch different movies. We, we walk different lives. Yeah. So I think it'll just be like a, a conversation between two guys around the same age that are living different lives right yeah i mean full disclosure i turned 40 and it's the date today the third like 22 days so and i turned 42 in four months so yeah 42 yeah um something something to also consider in the future i mean yes the, the chat was active um and we appreciate the input but at the same time i mean this was the first episode. So uh, yeah. in future episodes, we'll be more interactive with the chat. Yeah. Because input is great input. Yeah. I know. Was there people chatting on mine? I wasn't even watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's because I have a different presentation loaded up for this. It yeah, was just, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, that's a good place to end it. We'll uh, see you next time. I'm going to hit the theme music and three, two, one, bye.